Hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast. This is episode 61 of the Questions Podcast, where we are spiritually minty fresh. A cold, cool breeze of spiritual minty freshness. And, and cold-blooded love. Quite chilly on the cold-blooded love. Indeed. Oh. Well, Mark, did you go riding yesterday? I did. You know, I was talking with uh, one of your riders. Oh, yeah? yeah. What, did, what did he say bad about me? Didn't say anything bad about you. He said that uh, he had some equipment failure quite a bit yesterday. Mr. Danskin. On the bike. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 His bike was like breaking down and he was keeping you guys from going full speed or something. It was, um, you know. I think Greg needs a new bike. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has a bike. It's probably, he got like a year and a half ago. I'm pretty sure his wife's a listener. Yeah. Well, it was an old bike. He probably needs a new bike or else he might get in an accident. Exactly. You got to have the right kind of equipment, or else you could fall off. And he's self-employed, uh, yes. so we That's don't want him having right any now. accidents. I mean, yeah, right if now. he breaks a finger or something, so yeah, you know, I I got a bike with huge tires on it because they're safer. Did uh, Did you see the um, battery-powered motorbike that I that I want to get the dirt bike? I did. What do you think about that? I lusted in my heart. That's pretty nifty. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's not really a bike. There's no pedals. No. Well, it, it's, it's, it's got an two el- wheels. It's, it's an a- electric motorcycle. Yeah, okay. So. Dirt bike. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It looks like fun. It looks like a whole lot of fun. I think so. So. Anyway, so yeah. um, in other news, how's things going on the uh, children's front? Everything's good. You know, we got... Are you are you over it yet? Over the stay at home quarantine thing, right? Yeah, that. Um, I like my regular old life a lot, mm. but I am adapting to my new a, a new normal, as they say. Yeah, so I mean, I've you know, do you think we'll ever go back to semi normal? I think so. I sure hope one so. day. That's what I'm praying. For. I mean, the other day I, I watched service, hung out Sunday, you know talking to you on the phone, you know, talking about the sermon. And then I realized it was time to go take a shower. At like? 12.30. 12.30? Yeah. Midday. And I thought, wow, I need to change into my evening pajamas. <laughs> so, yeah. My, I told my kids the other day, it was like probably one in the afternoon. I said, you know, kids, I think it's time for you to go upstairs and get dressed and get out of your pajamas. And they all looked at me like, oh, Dad, why? Why? Oh, man, oh, man. And, you know, Greg the one who had some equipment failure yesterday. Yeah. He was the one who told us that we need to rise and shine when we're on stay-at-home orders Mm -hmm. and, you know, take a shower, get ready, as if you were going to work. I've been trying to do that, but I I think I'm kind of rising and shining and doing that whole thing later in the day, like you said. Yeah, it's different. Well, I mean, like guys like you and I, it's pretty rare on a Sunday if we're not up doing what we need to do, like well Early. before 6 a.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's just weird on Sunday to not be here with my people. Yeah, it is a little strange. And, and you know, yeah. And we, I mean, we do a lot of church on Sunday because we're here for all the services. Yeah, yeah. Well, now there's just uno. It's like one and done. It's weird. Yeah, I don't, it's one of those places where efficiency really isn't paying off. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what I'm not you, sure. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure how to feel about it. I don't like it. I like the fact that people are being introduced to the gospel. That is true. There is some great outcomes. The outcomes are good. Yeah, because it seems like our people are clicking and passing on the sermons, and people are listening to the sermons that wouldn't normally come to church. So that's kind of cool. True, but the rest of this whole thing, I it kind of makes me feel like this. COVID-19! 
that guy is not having a good day. That guy is nuts. Yeah. Is that like a song or something? That was Kenneth Copeland, remember? COVID-19! <clears throat> Did you not see that video? I didn't. I, I couldn't watch it. Oh, my goodness. You missed out, man. I, no, no. I saw the, the, the thing where you click on the video. Yeah. That dude's got crazy eyes. You, you need to watch it because it's a, it's a musician sitting at a piano. Mm-hmm. He puts the entire thing to music. It is beautiful. COVID-19! <laughs> wow. Apparently, the health, wealth, prosperity nut job, Kenneth Copeland, and I, I, you can quote me on that yeah. <laughs> since this is being recorded, um, he, he was blowing away. COVID-19! Well, that's what that noise is. He's, He's blowing it away. Like blowing away. Blowing it away. He said he blew it away. Really? Yeah. I, I'm thinking maybe it didn't work. No, I, I think he, he needs to blow a little harder. I guess. I don't know. I kind of strung some of the other audio here together with it. Win! A mighty, strong, south wind! Heat! Burn this thing! In the name of Jesus! Satan, you bow your knee! You fall on your face! COVID-19! There you go. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I did right now. That, that oh, boy. That, you know what? That boy, that he, he plumb yeah. loco. He, he is. He loco. He, he take it. He got Burn like a. this thing. He got like a 20-foot stale in a 10-foot room. That is for sure. He's looking outside the wall. For sure. I tell you what. Oh, man. Man. He's a, some kind of crazy. Some kind of crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. So people, there's, but there's people that. watch that guy, right? That there's a lot of people that watch that guy. Really? But you know what? All of a sudden, um, some people have been saying that we're kind of like televangelists too, because we're on TV. Not quite the same. I'm thinking. You know, are we going to send the uh, sell the Pastor Miles like sweat rags now? No, no, know, no, no. The healing, the anointing. I ain't got none of them. No, I ain't got none. of How them. How about the anointed uh, face masks? You ain't wear one of those of for a little either. bit. Ain't got none of them either. Yeah. I could see you right now. Get you a white suit. My own branded face masks. Yeah. Yeah. Orange. They would have to be orange. The mild smiles. Do you have a little <laughs> smile on there? Tell you. Yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. That and an aluminum foil hat. We'd be ready to go. It's Goodness crazy gracious. out there, people. It is crazy out there. In fact, thinking about it, how crazy it is out there. In the news. So there, there is some news, things going on out and about in the world. There are strange things afoot at the Circle K, Ted. Once again, I started looking for possible news stories that were not coronavirus related. <laughs> Rasa Ruck. I No, I did. I did find some oh, you did. non-coronavirus Her adventure. news stories. Um, so you've heard that oil is having some problems. In fact, oil went to negative price per barrel. Over $30 negative. So basically, they were paying people to take oil for a very brief period of time. Because they weren't doing that at Vaughn's Gas when I checked. No, 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 no. Did you know? I I didn't realize this until I was reading some of these articles that um, oil in the barrel is um, effectively, uh, it has like an expiration date. It needs to be refined after it's taken out of the ground or else it somehow degrades or something. I don't know. Really? So that's why they had to, like, they got all this oil that they're coming. So the, the oil market has been devastated. And this is because 
the Saudis, the House of Saud, Saudi Arabia, and the Russians. It's always the Russians. I guess they've been flooding the oil market to try to destroy the American oil market in the midst of all this coronavirus. So they're trying to kill the American market because the Americans have been doing a good job producing oil the last half decade or so. Mm, yeah. So the administration, led by Donald Trump, decided to make a phone call. Apparently, this is reported from Jerusalem Post as of today. Uh, he made a phone call to, uh, a, what's the guy's name? Mohammed bin Salman. He's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. And apparently, allegedly, although the White House will not confirm this, but Jerusalem... Nor deny? Jerusalem Post is reporting that the president said, you can either stop doing this or uh, we can stop protecting you militarily. And apparently, they got the message. Yeah, because we sell them arms and stuff too. And we yeah, I think, keep the I think peace over there. Saudi Arabia would have a real hard time if America wasn't like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to pull that military thing back. So I, I guess he got the message really quick. Wow. So that's interesting. Yeah. I found that to be interesting. And then another thing that is somewhat COVID-19 related. Uh, did you hear that there's some potential meat shortages coming? There better not be. Yeah, in fact, um, National Review reporting today, headline, where's the beef? Ooh. And uh, Big fluffy bun. Yeah, yeah so apparently commercial. With, um, with restaurants not really being at all open, uh, they're not buying as much meat. And so the meat suppliers are kind of constraining the meat supply because they're not going to make any money. And so, uh, yeah, beef and pork, they've, they've kind of had to constrain the meat supply. And then a whole bunch of meat packing warehouses, these people are very concerned about their health conditions in the midst of all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's a mess. We, we could have a beef shortage, which would be not devastating. Good. And because they're for the meat eaters around us, yeah, and I'd be and, one of them. And because they're reporting it, people are going to freak out and buy more. Go meat buy more meat. So yeah. now we're not going to have toilet paper. Trees. We're going to be running out of burgers. And you don't even have any hand sanitizer. Burger bust. Them. Burger yeah, bust. Yeah, that's not good. No, this is no bueno. I, I got. I got the secret weapon. I got God's meat. Beyond meat. Yes, we I tried got, that. No, no, better. Than do you remember that, that? Impossible yes, burger? Better than Impossible oh, okay. burger. All right. Yeah, please do tell. Spam. No. Yeah. You know that what? That was a rationing type thing, wasn't it? Didn't it kind of come about in the midst of rationing back in the... Uh, World War II? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, would it surprise you to hear that I've never actually tasted Spam? That would surprise me. I've never actually tasted Spam. Because you curled your lip at the thought, and obviously you had not tasted Spam. Now, I'm assuming that Spam, does it have a, a similar connection to, like, bologna? No. Oh, no, no, not Tastes at all? Tastes nothing like bologna. Did you when it's you, a ham product? Because you grew up in the seventies and I was more a product of the eighties and the nineties. But uh -huh. I'm assuming maybe you probably did this too. Did you ever make yourself a fried bologna sandwich? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and it like cups up and little oil. Oh yeah, yeah. the grease sits in the oh, cup yeah, and sloshes. And you don't want to lose the grease. No, you know, why would I you do think, that? I don't think my kids have ever had bologna. See, I think I was the first generation of young people to have a microwave. Ooh. That's so probably true. Microwaves were kind of new. I think they came out in the 50s, though, didn't it? Yeah, but they didn't get into homes until like the 70s, if I'm correct. Because okay. we had they were a... probably too expensive. Probably. But I remember we bought a, a... Well, you know, yeah, early 70s. We had a microwave in our house. And it was fascinating. You put some Wonder Bread in there. Yeah. With a piece of bologna and some that 
cheese that's not really cheese, American cheese. So as a kid, did you ever did you ever cook your eggs in the microwave? Um, I saw it go bad once. When when I was a kid on like Saturday mornings, I can remember my sister and me going and making eggs and you know, whisk them up in the little yeah. little Pyrex bowls, oh, you yeah. know. Put them in there and they would just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and we'd watch through the window like, "Oh, is it going to pop?" And sometimes it would it would go bad sometimes. Yeah. Well, potatoes don't do good at three. You don't ventilate those in the microwave. Yeah, they kind of go thermonuclear in yeah. the middle of them. They're fun. They're yeah. very dangerous. But we, we weren't destructive. Kids. You ever put a CD in a microwave? Uh, yeah. Watch makes the electrical show. Beautiful thing. It is yeah. kind of nifty. Kind of cool. So, yeah. Huh. Now, we were, I mean, I'm sure those early microwaves were really safe. Yeah. I think there might have been some damage. Okay. I have um, one additional non. Um, coronavirus related news story here and this one i think you're gonna really really like so we need some soundtrack to go with this one. Oh, yeah i feel the need need for speed a 64 year old man in france he's involved in some governmental contracting for the French military. Mm-hmm. His co-workers were able to get him a backseat ride in a French fighter jet. Oh, lucky. He was not happy or excited about what they did. What? He was pretty much scared to death. How could you not want to ride in the back of a jet? Not looking forward to this whatsoever. Oh. But they pressured him, and he was very reticent he let them know in french no less i am not good with this no 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 so take off pilot pulls up they go up to 2500 feet and he gives them the negative g's oh yeah so 65 64 year old man accidentally ejected himself whoa premature ejection I thought you were going to say there was equipment failure. (laughs) So I guess while they were going up, this guy's freaking out. Yeah. And he's holding on to the ejection handle. Didn't know he should not be holding on to that. Don't they give you instructions? I don't think he heard those. He did not want to be flying in this thing. And at the top of the 2,500 foot, when he's doing the negative Gs, boom, he ejected. Now, there was a malfunction, so the pilot did not get ejected, which was actually good. Okay. Because he was able to land the plane without the uh, canopy. Uh-huh. But, yeah, the guy, the guy totally got ejected, 64-year-old, on a little quick joyride in a plane that he did not want to go on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm willing to bet that he might have pooped his pants. Because... <laughs> oh, boy. Like, I'm, I would be totally down anytime oh you want to get me... A ride in the back of a fighter aircraft. I hear that I'm every down. time that that happens, they they like make it a point to try and see can we make this guy throw up. And like most people, puke in the bag. So, but I I would be up for. I'm it. still gonna do. I'm, if so, anybody listens who knows how to get us a ride in an F-18, I don't. Yeah. You know what? I'll fly the thing. I don't care. You get, let me just give uh, me the instructions. Man, I, I don't I care. Want, I'll go like, for it. That's like at the top of my list of things I okay. I just wish on, I could the, do. on the list of like, hey, Mark died. 
right? <laughs> While in the back of an F-18. No, no, no. While in the front of an A. No, 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 he figured not. he could fly it. They ain't you putting know. you in the front. No, I know. I'm sorry, buddy. I mean, if they're dumb enough to think I can fly it, I'm dumb enough to fly it. Man, Tom Cruise got to sit in the back of one and fly around and film a movie doing it. I think he actually I mean, flew one of the aircraft. That's what I heard, but I don't know. There's rumors going around that he was sitting in the back, but whatever. He looked like he was flying. Hey, he had the glasses. He looked cool. Absolutely. So, okay, my theory is if you do something really horrible and scary, uh-huh. if you conquer that, then... You have to conquer your fears. Right. Then, or else they will always be nagging you. Exactly. So, like, um, then everything will seem kind of tame. If you get ejected out of oh, an airplane, that's, 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 that's that guy's worst oh, nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he gets injected out of the airplane as he's jumped, you know, gently... Going towards Earth, he's got to think, hey, I'm still alive. That wasn't so bad. The man had been surprised by employees at his firm who had organized the joyride in the Dassault Rafale B jet from, uh, so. Hey, I don't care if it was a sop with camel. I mean, I'd I'd be down. He got ejected. Wow. Well, anyways, those are the only news stories I have. I got nothing that good. You got nothing? No, no, absolutely. Can we get a ride in an airplane like that? Probably not, but it would be fun. I mean, we got to know somebody who knows somebody. I'd do whatever it took. I mean, if I had to lose weight, they, or they, you know what? They could just put some spam on me and get me in there. But I, I would, yeah. Oh, I'd love to get in the back of an airplane like that. That'd be awesome. You know what? I don't think I'd throw up. Mm-mm. I don't throw up that easy. You might, though. If you're pulling some Gs, you might. Really? Yeah. I don't get seasick or anything or airsick. I've seen a few videos of some people who are in the back seat and it's yeah. like they're all named Ralph or what? Yeah. Pretty much. But the the uh, pilots, it's like we're not landing this thing until I make you puke, basically. I'm gonna do everything I can to make it you know And kinda. you know me, I'm gonna fight back, I'm gonna go, Oh yeah? See this ejection handle here? Oh goodness <laughs> gracious now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you wanna go for a ride, Tom Cruise? Come on. Only in France, man. Yeah. That's true. That's some wow. fun stuff. So, yeah, that, that's in the news. I met an interesting guy today. Mm. He was from Great Britain. Okay. Last name is Townsend. Townsend. And people don't realize this, but over on the other side of the pond. Across the pond. Across the pond. Uh-huh. When you spend any time in the UK, they, can, like, they keep track of generations of things. And so his family can be traced back to the people that didn't vote to repeal the tea tax. Ooh. And directly so blame. responsible for the Boston Tea Party. Mm. And, and I thanked him. Mm. Because Americans... So do you think that we, yeah. we in America give free refills on tea and iced tea just to kind of let them know, like, hey, Stick it to we're the still man. doing it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I think people At least that's for, the story I tell myself. See, I think people around the world forget how America was born. Like we're kind of rebellious. We are a little rebellious, but we're we might be getting ready to see some American rebellion here. I yeah, I think they're getting ready to take the beaches, man. And, and I I will say that you know we need a lot of prayer in the nation and the world at this point in time because uh, we're at one in five American workers are out of work as of this week. That is 20%, not good. Twenty percent. That is not good. It's crazy when you start to read some of this stuff because I've been reading a lot of the news on this. And I guess in the 2008-2009 recession downturn, we lost a total of 8.7 million jobs. But now we're 
uh, we're coming up to 30 million jobs we've lost in this, which is pretty crazy. Like, I'm, I'm not sure that we can fully grab, grab with our minds yet what that's going to look like as the rest of 2020 goes on. Lots of prayer. Yeah. Lots of prayer. That's a lot. Yeah. That's really, really sad. It is. It is. Man. But you know what? God, as we have noted, is doing some pretty amazing things in the midst of this uh, lockdown order. I know one thing, talking to your average Joe in the street about this stuff. Do you know average Joe? I know a lot of average Joes, and you know what? They are very receptive. Did you know that we have, about the gospel. we have average Joe in our planning center database for the church? He's our test case. He is our test case. Average Joe. Average Joe. Uh-huh. Nice. Yep. For those of you who don't know, planning center. Oh, that's are, where we keep everything. Our yeah. church our management software. So like when I want to call somebody and I don't know who, where they are. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Oh, I love that movie. Of course, yes. I haven't seen it in a long time. That's the problem. When you haven't seen a movie, like, after you're saved, uh-huh. and you sometimes go back and see it later, you go, ooh, ooh that was horrendous. Yeah. I would uh-huh. never let my children watch that. Inconceivable. Oh, that movie's classic. <laughs> and preserved. Truly. One I think, of the, one I of think the Disney bought that. Really? One yeah. of the great movies ever to be made. I love that. I don't think it means what Princess you think it Princess Bride means. Yeah. and Goonies. Goonies, Princess Bride. Uh, I love Nacho Libre. Oh yeah, that's that's top notch. Yeah, that's that Napoleon Dynamite. Na- Napoleon would have yeah. to be in there too. You yeah. also, you're from a, an era where also another one of those top of the list would have to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I just watched that here a few months ago. Yeah, it's yeah. Matthew what was Broderick. the date that you were you were saying that you wanted to? Oh, I gotta look it up. What was Ferris Bueller's Day Off? It's in May. Is it in May? Because I mean, May starts. It's tomorrow. coming up. You May gotta day, May you day. gotta Google that. Okay. What day was Ferris Bueller's Day Off? All right, let's see. Ferris. I'm going to take that day off. Bueller. I should try to rent day. a Ferrari. You think they rent me a May. Ferrari? It probably costs money, huh? Might be hard to get right now. Oh, I think you got a little time. Uh, wait a minute. Is this the day the movie released or no? No, no, no. no, 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 no. Okay, what day on. was Ferris Bueller's Day it's Off? The because end of May. they were able to figure it out by the baseball game. Who was playing in the baseball game? That's how they were able to figure it out. Don't ask me why I know this. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's there. It's the, real the, information. The, the you googly is not working very well for really? me right now. It probably Ferris needs internet for that. Bueller Day in May. No, it keeps coming up with uh, what day it released. That's not helpful to me. That's totally unhelpful. Yeah, I think I googled. But you do realize that. May the 4th. It's coming up on Monday. May the 4th be with you. And also with you. Now, hang on a second. Isn't Cinco de Mayo, what day does it fall on this year? Tuesday. It falls on Taco Tuesday? I think so. We need to do something We need to have some tacos. Amazing for that. Tacos. TJ well, tacos. Tuesday is typically Tuesday night family dinner for us. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to do tacos then. Absolutely. Well, didn't you just do carne asada this last week? Well, that's okay. Mexican food uh, two or three times a week. In and Mexico, they eat it almost every night. The ceviche was good. You like that ceviche? It was very, very good. Okay, I'm glad you did. I approve, but I've, I've always approved. Yeah, it's a good ceviche. It's hard. Anyway, should we do some questions? Sure. We got some faithful listeners, questioners. We do. All right, here we go. When, number one, when will we have, oh, when will I see you again? Wow. Yeah. You're going to bust into song. Yeah. When will we have services at Cross Connection? I hear some churches are going back this week. What? Do you think about 
that. Well, let's just jump right in and get ourselves in trouble. What uh, do we yeah. think about that? Don't stand so close to me. <laughs> uh, when will we have services at Cross Connection Church? I could yeah. have died in your arms tonight. I'm just going to do my social distancing songs here. I'm trying to think of other ones. You know, my, my wife has been playing music on a loop through mm-hmm. the, the Spotify as we're doing some things in the backyard, working and irrigation <laughs> and stuff. And she must be on like a big time 80s kick because there's a whole bunch of songs like that that just, just keep I love my, I, I'm down with the 80s. Anyway, so when uh, will we have services again at Cross Connection Church? We don't know, but... You're so um, far away from me. Okay. I'm thinking of all the distance one. songs. I don't know that one. Oh, yeah. We will have physically distanced services when we start. I yeah, think. that's a yeah. good idea. We're, we're putting together a map, changing some things in the sanctuary. We're going to do like reservations, huh? Yeah, we're going to encourage connect groups to host watch parties at home. I think that's going to be kind of cool. I'm going to go crash a bunch of them. I think my connect group is going to be happy to come watch the church service at our house. Well, how cool would it be to eat pizza and and do church? Yeah, I think that's At the same time. Yeah. It'd be like youth group again. Totally. Totally. That's what it would be. Exactly. Yeah. So um, maybe maybe the end of May we'll have some physically distant services with reservations. You'll have to go on the website and like get a reservation to come to Cross Connection. Mm. I hope people do that. You know that Charles Spurgeon, they used to you have to you had to get a ticket. I know. To go Charles see Charles Spurgeon. You know what? If maybe if we charge to come to church, it would be more in demand. Yeah, I don't think that would happen. Don't think that happened? No. I don't want to do that. So there are some churches. You know, what do you think about the churches that are going back to church this weekend? So someone sent me a video today of uh, a church, a local church, where the pastor was, you know, we're we're defying the orders and we're having church this weekend. And, you know, Pastor David Guzik, he actually did a segment on his questions uh, YouTube program, I think maybe last week, talking about this. And he had some really good points on what he thought about that. And I agree with one of the points he made was that you really need to check your reasons, your motivations for why you're doing it. Yeah. And um, if you're simply doing it to try and, you know, stir the pot as yeah, it were, yeah, yeah, stir the pot. I don't necessarily think that that's a that's a right motivation. Sowing to, discord on purpose to do things that's not good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now and then, you know, I, I heard there's a whole bunch of people that are upset because apparently Gov Gav, Governor Gavin Newsom. Um, <laughs> Uh, Gov Gav? I, I guess. Like, oh. I, I like to call him Gov Gav. Oh, see, I was calling Governor Nuisance, but okay. No, I like Gov Gav. Gov Gav. Gov Gav, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Gov Gav, I guess, he lumped churches in with other entertainment establishments. And, and I guess this kind of tweaked some some past. Whoa, hang on a second. Entertainment. But here's We're my entertainment? Thought. Well, you know, I don't know. People tune I mean, in. if you listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but, but I was thinking, you know, for like 30 years... Pretty much every church in America has been trying to be entertaining and relevant. And now they're upset when some when some non-church goer goes, well, I guess church is kind of like religious entertainment. I mean, well, I mean, just because you bring Celine Dion into your church doesn't mean you're trying to entertain people, right? I guess. I don't know. Okay, all right. I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that kind of lumping the church together as an entertainment establishment. I think it's a little bit more important than that. But if you're not a churchgoer and well, never we're, been a churchgoer. At church least we're family entertainment. If you've never been a churchgoer, mm-hmm. um, then you probably would think that church was non-essential. Right? I mean, I, w- I would assume if you've never gone to church, it's never yeah, been I mean, a part I, of your life. I couldn't fathom that, but I'm sure some right. people do. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah. I would never think that. But I mean, there's people never... that love fruitcake, so yeah. I don't know if there's anybody who actually loves fruitcake. I had a great conversation over the holidays with uh, Andrea's Uncle Pete. You've heard about Uncle oh, Pete. I love before. Uncle Pete. Yeah. And Uncle Pete was telling me about 
uh, like a cousin or brother-in-law of his on the other side of the family who every year sends him a fruitcake. And he said, you know, at first it was like, okay, you know, thanks. He says, but now I'm not sure how to tell him. I don't want it. And I was like, well, I think you should just drop the bomb. Like, I actually disdain the fruitcake. Now see, my wife yeah. likes fruitcake. I don't think I've ever tasted it. And my dad likes it. It looks weird. It looks a little weird. Yeah. There's just so many other things to put pounds so on. So many other good things to eat. Yeah. Why would I eat fruitcake? And this being Christmas 2.0, we're just trying it all. Ooh, now I want Spumoni ice cream. Mm. You have the power of suggestion. How did you do that? These aren't the droids you're looking for. Let them be on their way. There you go. All right. I think we answered number one. I think we did. And what do we think about it? I think it's kind of, personally, I think it's foolish uh, yeah, that's to rush wise. this. Probably not wise. When, I mean, the, you know, yeah. one of our elders made a good comment in our text back and forth mm-hmm. about um, if, if our leaders and our authorities were specifically singling out churches and they were letting movie theaters and other things open oh, up. Oh, yeah. That'd be then, different. Then it might be a little bit different. But they're not really doing that. And I have a feeling that even if the government came out today and said, we're going to allow churches to meet. I have a feeling that a lot of people who are churchgoers would be, they would have reservations. Ooh. There you go. You see what I did there? That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. They'd have reservations about going back to church. They might. Rapier whip. Whip, they call it. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's like a sword. You saw what I did there. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Wow. All right. Number two. <sighs> Man. Yeah. I want to be, I want people to see cross connection as the solution. I agree with that. Not the problem. And there's been some people who've been coming to Jesus through our online services, and we are stoked about that. There you go. You talked about Enoch. That's a great name. It is a good name. In last week's weekly email. I did. All right. I bet there's people that don't get your weekly email. You can subscribe at subscribe.lifeandconnection.com. Wow. Imagine that. There's a book of Enoch. Why isn't it in the Bible? Great question. Uh, There is a book of Enoch, and even the book of Jude, which is just a one small little chapter book right before Revelation, the book of Jude references the book of Enoch as well. But the book of Enoch is considered to not have been written by the actual Enoch, the fifth from Adam. However, it was a apparently well-known book by Jewish people in the first century and before, but it was not in the Hebrew scriptures. So it is, uh, you know, a sideline book, shall we say. Kind of like the Apocrypha. Well, didn't we have a discussion, maybe about this not too long I ago, about Josephus. Oh. His writings that, um, while helpful and wonderful writings, are ne- wouldn't necessarily be included in And we also Bible. talked about the Apocrypha at one there point in time. Yeah. If you just go to thequestionspodcast.com and you search for Apocrypha or Josephus, um, you'll find where those episodes were. But yes, um, so it was a book that Jewish people in the first century knew about, and they probably understood the basics of it, and that's why Jude would reference it in his little letter, uh, but not considered to be written by the the actual guy named Enoch, and uh, also you know has some interesting things in it, but just like the book of Maccabees, first and second Maccabees, and uh, Tobit, and some of these other apocryphal yeah. works Sirach. yeah they have some they have some good historical information in them but they also have some pretty wacky weird things yep. in them mm-hmm. and so yeah they are not in the canon they're not part of the factory manual shall we say yes yes there we go 
It's like an aberrant, an, an aberrant YouTube video on how to fix your car. You better make sure you're watching the right YouTube video. There's some good things you can There's learn on YouTube. There's some great things. Yeah. I fixed them. I fixed a couple cars with oh, that. Oh, yeah. Right? I fixed some I've things. I've also got led down some bad roads. Oh, I bet, yeah. What do you know, like, you know, oh, put some cheese Whiz on there and it'll work. Cheese yeah. Whiz always fixes it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think we answered that. I'm good with it. All right. Number three. I've been anxious during this time. Ooh. Is it okay to take medication for anxiety? Ah, that's a good question. Um. Hmm. Mm. You know, um, I think that it's important to do the things that scriptures the scriptures say as it relates to dealing with anxiety as best as you possibly can in accordance with the scriptures, like what we read in Philippians chapter 4, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, mm-hmm. which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. However, it may be something that if you are really struggling with anxiety, to uh, see your doctor about and talk with your doctor. I am not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV. Nope. And so I probably would not give any sort of medical advice on this one, but if you need to see your doctor, then see your doctor. I will I will admit, having had some hard times getting to sleep, mm-hmm. where I have occasionally taken an Ambien to get to sleep. But I see my doctor. Right. To ask for those things. And it's very important that you sleep the night before a Sunday service. Not anymore, because it's just recorded. Yeah, but, but you need to be nice to people the next day. Oh, I guess so. Nobody yeah, wants maybe. a grumpy pastor. No? No. Yeah, okay. So Pastors I, are grumpy on Mondays, not Sundays. Yeah, well, they they, fact, they have to listen to their own I, messages. Yeah, I can, I can speak for pretty much most pastors in America. All the ones that I know. Uh, Mondays are sometimes difficult for pastors. Let's just say if... Uh, uh, a pastor on Monday, if you were to name a beer after him, it would be the Monday morning ale. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it's a dark one. A dark one. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I remember once upon a time that when I would uh, be in on a Sunday at my old church, on Monday, when I would go come into the church to take care of things, sometimes I would have 20 voicemails. Yeah. Uh, was not unusual. So uh, it was good. The sermon well, and, was stern. And I, and I always out, take but, Monday off. Oh, yeah. I have for that, a very long yeah, time. Yeah, that's, that's a smart thing. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I do think on the anxiety thing, uh-huh. I think we have to be very, very careful that we're not uh, trying to eliminate all worry and pain out of our lives. I do not think that we were meant to experience pain-free, worry-free lives. Um, there's an old saying that calm seas do not make for good sailors. And so um, dealing with worry and meeting that head on and praying over that. And sometimes I know it's very helpful. I always tell people, go back and recount all the instances in your life where God has intervened for you and taken care of you. And then spend a little bit of time. And that's why we would start with Yeah, the, the spiritual right. things and being thankful for all that God has given you. And there's always something to thank God for. And, and I would just say, and again, I'm going to try to qualify and yeah. preface caveats on this one. Um, Proverbs 31.6 says, Give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are of a bitter heart. Mm-hmm. So there is, in the Proverbs, and Proverbs 31 is a very interesting passage that we'll right. talk about in another time, but there, there is, in the Scriptures, 3,000-year-old Proverbs, the admonition, the instruction about the medicinal use of 
a chemical substance on that point, you know, tiptoeing, I would say it needs to be under the supervision of a doctor. Yeah. I think it's good to have you do what your doctor tells you to do. Right. But also, you know, again, try to address things spiritually at first and right. being thankful, um, helping others. And this is an area where, yeah. you know, I think Christians have a unique understanding, mm-hmm. a knowledge and understanding that comes from our our understanding of how humanity was made, mm-hmm. recognizing that, see, see, there's a whole bunch of people who are more um, of the uh, atheistic perspective and of the uh, naturalistic perspective. Mm-hmm. Everything is just nature and chemicals that think that humanity is just a single substance, you know, chemical processes and so forth. But the Christian understands that humans are deeper, shall we say, than that, and composed of a body and a soul, mm-hmm. and some would even say a spirit. So spirit, soul, and body, a trichotomy. Some people would call it a dichotomy, uh, body and soul. And I am of the view that humanity is more than just physical makeup, and that we do have a soul, and I believe we have a spirit as well. And so dealing with things at the soul and spiritual level are very, very important through prayer, through spending time with God and his word, through worship, through being in fellowship with other people, and in those things that a lot of these anxieties and cares and concerns are dealt with at a spiritual level. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. But is there ever a need for help from a doctor? Yeah, I think occasionally. Absolutely. Healthcare professionals. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, number three, does the Holy Spirit convict us as believers of sin? I'm getting both yes and no's when I research it. Really? So Jesus did say in the Gospel of John, and I believe it is John 16 around there, that the Holy Spirit is in the world to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And so this is the working of the Holy Spirit in the world. And um, so we can say that he is certainly convicting non-believers of sin, of righteousness, of judgment. And I also would say that, yes, he does convict the Christian as well, because you have Christ in you by his Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is only with the person who is not a believer, but he resides in the Christian, the one who is a believer, because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And absolutely, the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin and uh, as we are walking with him. And he, he speaks to us so many times through God's word and also through a lot of times I think that the conscience that we rely upon is also being directed by the word of God and by the spirit of God. So yeah, I do think that the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. What do you think? I have no you argument on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be interested to read or hear what someone who I, is a Christian would say where they don't think. Yeah, I, I was having a hard time putting yeah. that together. So maybe there's a, another layer to this that we're not looking at. But no, I mean, the Holy, the, I mean, yeah, the Holy Spirit should, when you're convicted of sin, wrongdoing, uh, that's the Holy Spirit that's doing that. And if somebody is not, have a, a, a conviction about that. Yeah, that would they be, are devoid of the spirit. That would be disconcerting. Yes, and um, that's yeah. So you don't really need to talk to a lot of people that have murdered somebody or done something horrible to somebody. That um, you talk to them and they have no remorse to figure out that they're devoid of the spirit. Yeah, you know. So I'd be really worried if you're not convicted of lying or doing things like that. That would be a Pretty telltale sign that the Spirit of God is not in you. Yeah. So Psychopathy. Yeah, not good. Psychopathy. Yeah. Or, you know, just 
not going to heaven. Yes, yes. Yeah. So they've had their conscience seared with as a with a hot iron. iron. Yeah, that was always a great one. Truly. Okay, um, in Acts 16, what does it mean that the Holy Spirit kept Paul ah. and his team from going into Asia Minor and, how do you say this? Bithynia. Bithynia, okay. Bithynia. How did the Holy Spirit do that? Uh, or how different they know it was the Holy Spirit. So something, there's a word left out of here. Okay. Um, Shall we Or read how the did they know it was how the Holy did Spirit? They know it was probably it was what it was. So, so Acts 16.6 6 says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And when they had come to Mycenae, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mycenae, they came to Troas, and in a vision that uh, appeared to Paul at night, he saw a man of Macedonia who stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we, which is also very important in this passage, sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So, um, yeah, this is a really interesting passage of Scripture where twice we read that the Spirit did not permit them or forbade them from going into certain areas. And there is a ton of speculation on what exactly was going on there, and anything that anybody would say definitively would be speculation. Because we just don't know how or in what way the Holy Spirit forbade them from going there. But it is an interesting passage because Paul and Silas in this passage, and then Timothy, because they picked up Timothy while they were in Galatia. Paul and Silas and Timothy, they are on what is called Paul's second missionary journey in Acts chapter 16. And on Paul's first missionary journey, Paul and Barnabas had planted churches in Galatia, which is kind of like central southern Turkey in our day. And, uh, and so Paul, on his second missionary journey, he went to go visit those churches with Silas. And that's where they met Timothy, who was a part of the church in Galatia. And they wanted to continue on their way to go and plant more churches. And so first, they tried to go into Asia Minor, which is southwestern coastal Turkey. So they're kind of in central southern Turkey, and they want to go into southwestern um, coastal Turkey. And something kept them from doing it. You know, the Spirit of God forbade them from doing it. So Paul which is, uh, I think Paul was a pretty practical guy, and I really like that about Paul. Uh, when they couldn't go into Asia, they, instead of turning left to go down into Asia, he said, well, let's turn right and go up into Bithynia, which is going towards the Black Sea in the northern part of Turkey today. And um, the Spirit did not permit them. I have no idea what it was. Maybe there was weather. Maybe the roads were closed. I don't know. Yeah. Something kept them from going, so they just kept going forward. And that kept them going down to the coast, which is the Aegean Sea between Greece and Macedonia on the, if you're looking at a map, on the west side. And on the east side of the Aegean Sea is today Turkey. So they got to this area in that part of the world called Troas. And they can't go into Bithynia because the spirit wouldn't let them. So they can't go to the right. They can't go into Asia, down to, to the left. And they're stuck at a body of water. And that's when he had a vision of a man of Macedonia. And they crossed over the Aegean Sea and went to Philippi. And the cool part, which I mentioned in verse 10, where it says, now after he had seen a vision immediately, we sought to go into Macedonia. It, it appears that they picked up Luke, the author of the book of Acts and the book of Luke, while they were in Troas. So now it's Paul, Silas, Timothy, and Luke go to Philippi. Fantastic Four. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I've read that over the years, you look at it, and I was equated it in my head, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's kind of like digging a hole, 
Uh-huh. Oh, hit a rock. I hit, yeah, I, yeah. I, I hit a tree stump here or a root. I hit this, and you, you just keep kind of digging around it, and you just take the soft dirt and keep going. Yeah, keep thing. going. So it's kind of what it, like, ooh, I can't get past this, and I can't get past this, so maybe the Lord's moving me this direction. Yeah, Paul so. seemed to be very practical in the way that he did things. And then they would say things like, it seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit to do this. And yeah. we really like that. We do like that because, yeah. you know, we'll see a need or something right. and go, this seems like it would be the right way what to do, do this. What do you think, Mark? I think, yeah, maybe we probably should. What do you think, Miles? Yeah, I think maybe yeah, let's, let's pray about to that. us yeah. and the Holy Spirit. And, yeah. It's biblical. Let's roll. Ask the other pastors. Ask some friends and elders. And what do you guys think? Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's go. Let's put church online. There you Boom. go. Cool. Work. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Number six. Uh, is it okay to use the Holy Ghost, I think the term, Ah. Instead of saying the Holy Spirit, I used to hear that term in Pentecostal churches. Oh, I bet you did. The Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost. Well, the word that is translated now, ghost, Holy Ghost is the same word as Holy Spirit. Ah, you know. Right. Right. But if you turn in your King James Bible, ah, you know, the 1611 King Jimmy, it's Holy Spirit. Or Holy That's Ghost. It. Holy Ghost. Just so it's said. just a different translation. So you could say Holy Ghost. We only say Holy Ghost when we start going, I got the Holy Ghost. I I love the Holy Ghost. COVID-19. Cool. Oh, man. That, yeah. COVID-19. I, I love, uh, yeah, I like it when like, man, brother, I got myself a dose of the ghost. The Holy Ghost. I got a dose of the ghost. Just a different translation. Yeah. It, so it, it comes we, from the We Greek could word. probably be a little more Pentecostal, couldn't we? We're not really. Oh, we could turn it on. We could turn it on. You think we could? No we could just roll like, with it, just like those Pentecostals turn it on. You know what? One day we should do a Pentecostal service. Go to the spout where the spirit comes out. Open the spout. Is that Let the glory come yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So yeah, it's so always the, with a southern accent too. Yeah, I don't think. Have you ever heard a British Pentecostal? Oh, there's got to be. So, oh, yes, actually, I, I, yeah, 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 I taught. At a um, at a little Pentecostal Elam church in England, oh, it was pretty awesome. Wow! Yeah, and you're gonna like this. When I was a kid and we lived in England, uh, we went to you know when I grew up from like a little baby until I was about seven eight, we went to the Episcopal church. It was very much like Catholic, but the priests can get married. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I can go to a Catholic church and I know exactly when to say and also with you and a genuflect yeah. and to yeah. stand yeah. up. There you go. The whole deal. So, so we went to the Church of England, which is lift Anglican. up your hearts. Yes, and and the church we went to was pretty old. In fact, the building was like four hundred years old. Because in England, you know, when they, say, old. when they say old, it's like old, like yeah, older than America. Yeah. Old, yeah. Right. Well, the people who attended that church, they kind of looked like they were founding members, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so my my mm. mom went church shopping. Hey, I did the catering at the Last Supper. There yeah, you go. Yeah. My mom went church shopping, and uh-huh. we ended up at this little uh, Pentecostal church. It was tiny. It was like, I think the, the building that it met in was only like four times the size of this office. And the pastor's name, he was, I think he was Welsh. Ooh. And, uh, and his name was literally Robert Robb. Robert Robb. Robert Robb. And he was very fiery and Pentecostal. Holy Ghost Pentecostal. Little, I think Welsh, maybe okay. Irish. And it was awesome. Wow. Slain in the spirit awesome. Now, the whole deal. when you guys found, the, was your mom the one doing the church shopping when she found this church? Yeah, yeah. My mom was the the church shopper. She was a church consumer. shopper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. And she she brought Ronnie D along with her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Which yeah. is good. We all have our. We... I actually went on a church shopping strike when my parents found this church. Really? 
Yeah, we had hopped around to a number of different churches. We went to one church and we're sitting there on a Sunday morning and the Holy Ghost showed up because people started howling and stuff like that. And I remember looking at my sister, she's three years older than me, like, what on earth is going on? I ain't coming back to this one. Did you think it was like the Humane Society next door? Oh my goodness. It was, it was different, shall we say. Wow. And uh, so we, we went to a whole bunch of different churches. I was probably like 10 or 11 at the time. And I remember one Saturday telling my parents, you let me know when you find a new church. <laughs> you I sort out the craziness. I said, I'm done. You, you let me know when you find a new one. And they came back that next Sunday and they said, we found our new church. And I was like, eh, we'll see. And we ended up at Calvary Chapel Escondido. And you know what I liked about it? They had donuts. Ooh. I remember the old uh, story yeah. about the shipwrecked man, the castaway. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you're going. Yeah. 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 Where they, they find him after five years. Yep. And they're asking him huts. the tour, the tour of the tour of the island. This is my, oh, this is my, you know, where I live. And they go, what, what, what's this over here? Oh, this is my church. And they go, well, what's that hut down there? And he goes, oh, that's my old church. <laughs> <laughs> We're humans, people. Oh boy, oh, man, yeah, I'll tell you. Okay, so we answered that, right? Yeah, Holy ghost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, so, you're so good. ghost, spirit, just a different translation of the same you're good. Greek and Hebrew words. In Hebrew, the word for spirit is ruach. Yeah. And in, so, and in Greek, it is pneuma. Some people say yeah. pneuma, but it's just No, it's pneuma. Pneuma, yeah. Pneuma. Yeah. Pneuma. Like Because it's got a P on the front of it. Yeah. Pneuma. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's okay. called a transliteration. <clears throat> yeah, or pneuma. Plephelm. Pneuma. Yeah, pneuma. Come Can on. you pass me the pneuma? Forget it. We okay. say pneumonia. We don't say pneumonia. Pneumonia, you mean? Uh, yeah. yeah. No. Pneuma. Or the pahone. It's the phone. Both of those words mean breath or wind. Yes. Spirit and, you know, ruach and pneuma. Mm. Okay, moving on. Number seven. Could you, could you please explain what the prayer request for Pastor Mark was? He suspects he can't sleep because it's a, quote, spiritual issue. What does that mean? Well, this is a question for you, Mark. Yeah. What does that mean? I got a demon. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that. Demon's out. Oh, man. Man, I got a Pentecostal demon. Can't get it out. No, You know, it's, it's well, you've been so having. So recently, you've been having a hard time sleeping. I've been having a hard time sleeping. Okay. Or I'm getting up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. See, I'm going to bed at like 1.32 because I've just been really busy. And I can't turn my brain off. That's why I was having a hard time sleeping. You see, I go, so what I, because my wife was filling out the prayer request. Yeah. And so she goes, yeah, you haven't been sleeping. Why, ha why haven't you not been sleeping? I go, it's just spiritual stuff. And we never got to finish our conversation. So when the prayer thing went out, so it's like midnight. Yeah. And I've got like scriptures bouncing around in my head. I'm giving devotions nobody's ever going to hear. I'm putting concepts together and things like that, like for a sermon. But I'm not giving a sermon anytime soon that I know of. And then... um yeah, so it's that stuff, and then just, yeah, and then the concerns for people, things like that, but it's all spiritual stuff, Yeah, and it's just weird, and then I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Have you ever? And I'm up praying. Well, I guess maybe you, my question I was going to throw out there, you just kind of answered it. Have you ever had those times before where it just feels like something wakes you up and you feel compelled to pray? Absolutely. That's what's been going on. You know, we had a real interesting, because my wife really, very much a prayer person. Mm -hmm. And uh, she does run the prayer ministry. She does. Yeah. So far, so good, you know. But uh, we have our oldest son, who's a 
firefighter, mm-hmm. but before he was a municipal firefighter, which is, you know, the guys in the truck, in the, you know. Engine. Engine there. Yeah. Um, he was. Got to get that right. They don't like it. Uh, right. They don't like yeah. the apparatus. Yeah. Apparatus. But um, he was, before that, was a wildland firefighter. Oh, yeah. He was On a, a brush rig. Yeah. Well, well no. He was a. No, no. He was a hotshot. Yeah. And Those so it's very gnarly. dangerous firefighting. They get flown in, right? Uh, they can, they get helicoptered in, they get flown in. Sometimes they'll hike 15, 20 miles into a fire and fight it with no, very physically demanding, very, very dangerous because when conditions, Hand tools. yes, because when conditions change, well, and, and, and chainsaws, but yeah. when conditions change, they change quickly. Shake and, and bake. Yes. And there's a lot of, they have the little tarps they throw on themselves Ugh. to not get burned up. But they, unfortunately we, they lost quite a right. few of those guys right. one year. So very dangerous. And so my wife got up at. It's like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, compelled. I believe it was. Just compelled to pray for our son. Yeah. And but it was a her, long time ago. Yeah, this is years ago. Yeah. And uh, she says, gosh, this is crazy because I know he's not on a fire. You know, he's on at the station last time I talked to him. But the Lord, so she got up and she was just praying with fervency. And we got a call the next day. He goes, man last night was gnarly and we go what are you talking about you weren't on a fire he goes no we got called out to a fire got trapped in a canyon it was the fastest most dangerous moving fire wow that i've ever seen and it was yeah. close to me and my guys and it was moving like nothing i've ever seen before and we're like i'm, yeah, I was I'm running and guy. praying at the same time i was talking with a guy who's a hot shot uh-huh. who uh who knows your son oh really and um this was before everything got canceled because uh He's a dad of a kid that was on Ethan or Elliot's uh, baseball team, but okay. baseball got canceled. But so he and I were talking, and um, because he's a hotshot, he gets flown all over. He's a federal firefighter. Right. So he gets flown all over the country to right. battle fires all over the place. I said, so what's the most unique and crazy fire location you see? He said, by far, what we see around here. Yeah. Because it's so fast moving and can be crazy. and Absolutely. Yeah. My son's been from Montana, fought fire in Alaska, uh, Went back to the, um, what did they have? The big storm where everything froze the one year? Um, Siberia? No, <laughs> I have no idea. Sandy Hook, all that, the different. Oh, uh, but there was Connecticut, I mean, New Jersey area? Yeah, yeah, but they had a deal one year that um, there was a sudden freeze, uh. and they called in uh, hot shots because oh, they know how to them. cut trees right, because yeah. frozen trees actually got froze with tension on them because of the wind, uh-huh. and if you cut it the wrong way, it'll kill Boom. somebody. Oh, wow. Crazy. So he got to, oh, yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah, they get to do a lot of interesting things. But anyway, yeah, all the time I've been different times, many times over the years I've been compelled to pray for somebody, and give them a call, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Man, I'm really going through it." So it's not a coincidence. That is the Holy Spirit, absolutely, or the Holy Ghost, however you're inclined. So uh, it's yeah, it's not you know. I'm not worshiping tamales or anything like that. I don't have any big spiritual. Well, I mean, I'm a sinner, but anyway, now these are things of the church, things of the Lord. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearful about anything. Everything's going great. But I, I really, really have a, have had a lot of concern just for our people watching our people go through this. It's very hard. The hardest thing you'll ever do is watch one of your children suffer in a way that you'll. No, where you can't fix it, but I would say a very close second is to watch your people, the affair, your people suffer. Um, that's a hard thing. It can be for so, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, but God's got it. So we're good. But thanks. Pray that I sleep. So I slept last night. You know, the Bible does say that he gives sleep to those he loves. There you go. So I don't think, that, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that's the kind of sleep he's talking about, but I'll take it. 
it's vain to stay up late and rise early. There you go. Give sleep to those he loves. There you go. So yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. That's my one um, passage of scripture as a proof text that getting up early is not a good thing. No, but it also says to stay up late, which well, it's actually I'll, both of those. Okay, so I'm more about you know delight thyself in fatness. Oh, there you go. And yeah, that's, uh, you that's know, in Isaiah. And physical exercise profits a man little. So there you go. Okay. Uh, number eight, I'm assuming that based on Deuteronomy 141 through 46, it is possible to do the right godly thing at the wrong time and therefore be out of God's will. That's So that's probably a kind statement. of question statement-ish. And then how do I make sure it is the right time? So Deuteronomy 141, that was the... That was the passage we looked at last week yes. with a quick high flyover. Yeah. So so just a quick synopsis, God had called the children of Israel to go up into the promised land, and they didn't do it. And then when they realized what their disobedience was going to mean, then they said, well, fine, we'll go up and do it. And so in their minds, they, they may have been thinking that they were doing what God wanted them to do. And, and the reason I would kind of, you know, dance around this a little bit is that God explicitly tells them not to. Right. And so they decide to keep going. So so I would say that they weren't really doing the right or godly thing at the wrong time because he had explicitly said, no, don't, don't do, do that. Right. Yeah. It would have been the right godly thing had they done it when he had told them to the first do it. time. Yeah. yeah. The first time. Now, I do think that you can do the right thing in the wrong way or at the wrong time. Right. Certainly. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of trying to think about some examples of doing the right thing in the wrong way. Well, we just saw with Paul. Had they, they were being basically right. moved by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but if they had great, gotten stubborn and said, great "No, point. I really like Asia Minor. The food's great," and ultimately they did end up, yeah, on the third missionary journey in Asia Minor, and at mm-hmm. the end of the second missionary journey in Asia Minor. So certainly we can try and push forward too quickly, and uh, and you know the one thing that keeps coming to mind because both of us were youth pastors, mm. and I remember seeing this with uh, with some kids growing up through high school, where. Um, they kind of pushed a little too quickly mm. going forward and, um, you know, in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. that maybe could have been a good thing, but because they wanted to move too quickly and get the cart before the horse, shall we say? Uh, per adventure. Per adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, marriage and intimacy and romance within a marriage is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if you move a little too quickly into that? Not in high school. Mm-mm. Not so much. Not before marriage. No. Mm -mm. It's a good God thing, but not in the right place. Or wrong place, I mean. Yeah. I I think there are situations like as pastors Uh where, let's say somebody comes to us for financial help. That happens. All the time. And it's a blessing to help people. But sometimes we ask questions. and it's All the time we ask questions. Yes. (laughs) But we ask questions. um, Not because we're pushy or, or nosy or we're trying to be um we're trying you know, to be good stewards act superior of or your life like that. and god's resources but like when somebody's having financial troubles one of the first things i will either ask them or i'll go check um i'll see if they give to the church to the lord and i know if they're having if that's not a part of their financial obedience or the obedience to the lord that might be an indication of why they're having those troubles he's trying to get their attention Rather than me just say, oh, well, we'll take care of that immediately. And as pastors, we're, we're here to equip the saints 
Ex- and part of that is to help them get some of those things in their lives right. in order. Not trying to relieve the pain of the moment, but yeah. show, as you would even with your children, as you shepherd your children, children to show them a valuable way of thinking and, and do that. And so um, I have at times probably made the mistake mm. where I have fixed people's problems while God was trying to deal with them on another level. It's fascinating you bring that up. Do you remember, I'm absolutely sure you do, My, my Utmost for His Highest yes. by Oswald Chambers, yes. right? Oswald Chambers. We have that. My wife and I have that. If you go back and you read, and I, I'm paraphrasing because it's been probably 15 years since I read this, but if you read Oswald Chambers' story of his coming to faith, mm-hmm. um, or returning to faith, shall we say, he was kind of at the end of his rope, and that's where finally he looked up and turned himself over to the Lord. But he recounted years later that had family or friends come in and stepped in and tried to help him out, he may not have returned to the Lord. And he recognized that the fix that he was in, that other people could have maybe come in and fixed, would have not have been helpful in the long run. So I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's... We have to make sure that we're thinking, you know, trying to have a God's eye view on these things um, because we are trying to get a result, not just fix this little problem. We're trying to get a result spiritually. And I believe that, you know, obviously we know that God allows trials and things in our lives. uh, And people are certainly in a position to fix those for us. But sometimes all we do when we fix somebody's problem, we're trying to do the right thing in our heads. We're just staving off what God is trying to teach them for another three, four, two days, whatever week. So that's one instance. Um, I think it's very, it, you're going to have a much different result if you just doing the hard press sharing of the gospel with somebody. You're going to have a different result if they come to you and they have some real hard questions that want to be answered or they're grieving or all those things and you share it with them then. So there is a prompting of the Holy Spirit. It's always a good thing to share the gospel in our in our head, but sometimes there's a better timing to those things. So timing is everything. So, you know, don't ask for a favor once you've really bummed somebody out. You're probably not going to happen. Always, always ask your parents for something when you've done something amazing. Truly. Like taking the garbage out for three weeks and not, not had to be reminded. Yeah, I think my oldest is trying to butter us up for something. Oh, yeah? He's been so good lately. Really? Yeah. Something's up. Might be. Mm. I'm on to him, though. Strange thing. Or maybe he's just a good kid. No, he is a good kid, actually. Yeah. I don't know. You know there's a new Bill and Ted's coming out. Yeah, there is. And another Matrix. And a Top Gun. Well, I was kind of on the Keanu Reeves route there for a second. I know. I'm just thinking of things from my childhood that... Yeah, I read this article the other day. It was funny that you bring up uh, Keanu Reeves because it was about um, his very long career in Hollywood mm-hmm. because going back to the the Bill and Ted's days. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting article. He, he's kind of like a contrarian Hollywoodian. He's, he's different than the other Hollywood he, types. He's kind of an outsider. Like, for, yeah. for there was this rumor going around about him uh-huh. for a long time that he was like gay, right? And it turned out, the inside story, I know, because I was in a doctor's office and I saw it in People Magazine, so it had to be true. You've been kind of reading too much People Magazine. I I'm starting to be a little concerned. It's in the news. No. In the news. In yeah. the news. 
that he was actually form. taking care of his sister who had cancer. Well, there you go. Nice See? guy. See, the guy was accused. I think he's probably a nice guy. He likes guns. He does like guns. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, is it, was if it he, he doesn't know Jesus, he needs to know Jesus. He's going to know Jesus. He's got to know so. Jesus. If he hung out with us, he'd know Jesus. Absolutely. Would you... See, if I was hanging out with Keanu Reeves, I'd tell him about Jesus. Oh, absolutely. I would hope. Party time, excellent. If he was hanging out with me, yeah. he would just automatically want to know. There you go. All right. Inquiring minds. How about Tom Cruise? Scientologist. What do they believe? Nobody really knows. It's like witchcraft, huh? Yeah. Isn't John Travolta one of those guys, too? I don't know. Hmm. Any final words before we uh, sign off today? Uh, I'm not thinking of anything. I think I pretty much said it all. Truly, truly. Well, friends, make sure you keep those questions coming. We need, we need more questions. 760-814-1223. Text us your questions, and we will answer them next week on the Questions Podcast. Goodbye.